1: That's a term from 1 John chapter 4, comes in and denies that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And I believe that includes, and most subtly and insidiously includes, that. They deny, they come in and they begin to add to the requirements God, the only Savior, Jesus Christ, gave man for salvation. You see, if you add to the Word of God, you are cursed. You're under the plagues or the curses of revelation. That's like the last three, two or three verses of the Bible. And this is what these people are doing. This is not some little innocent deception or something, self-deception. No, this is vile atrocity in the eyes of a holy God. God. Paul actually said these people are accursed. Yeah, little sweet Paul as some would like to frame him falsely, says that these people are actually a curse. Galatians 1, 6 through 6-9, they're preaching another gospel and it's another Jesus because it's not the one depicted and conveyed in the New Testament scriptures. This is a false Jesus and it's another spirit behind it. The Bible talks about seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. See, these are doctrines of devils and controlled by or brought about and influenced and empowered in the people that are teaching them by seducing spirits. And they're trying to seduce you. These false brethren are emissaries of the devil to spy out your liberty that you have in Christ, Galatians 2, 4 and 5. So they might bring you under bondage to the law so that you fall from grace, Galatians 5, 4. We're to stand fast, friend. Galatians 5.1 We're to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. He's the only salvation that we have. It's all in Him. Amen. Jesus Christ plus nothing equals everlasting life and salvation. So he warns us, Paul says, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with any yoke of bondage or the law. He's specifically talking about the law. Do not be brought under any requirement of the law. Your righteousness is in Christ to fulfill the law. He's the only one that ever fulfilled the law. And he did it perfectly and then nailed it to a tree and took it out of the way. Colossians 3, 14 through 17. Jesus took the law out of the way. The law is over for righteousness. Gosh, how ridiculous can we be to try to go back under something nobody could ever keep anyway, except Jesus when he came. No man, we're all sinful, could keep the law. It just showed us how sinful we are, Galatians 3, 24. It was a mere schoolmaster that brings to Christ. Christ is infinitely superior to the law sacrifice, the Old Testament sacrifices of the mere lambs and of the letter of the law. He fulfilled that all those things were mere shadows that pointed to him, but he's already come. See, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming having all the knowledge as a Jew, this prophet John, John the Baptist. And he made the way of the Lord through he announced his entrance into the earth and his coming as the Messiah. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. He came and he became the Lamb of God. He was the fulfillment of what those animal sacrifices merely prefigured or foreshadowed. But now he's come. Do you believe he's come and satisfied the claims of the Father's justice to make us righteous? Of course he has. But the spirit of Antichrist wants to seduce you and me to let that truth fall, to not be vibrantly nourished up in that precious truth of the Lamb of God who already came and accomplished redemption for us. The Bible even uses the word accomplished in the New Testament about him accomplishing salvation for us. Jesus, when he had by himself, he needed no help and no one qualified to help him. Hello, Hebrews 1, verse 2 and 3. When he had by himself purged our sins or accomplished salvation for us, sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Hallelujah. Jesus did a perfect work. The book of Hebrews is something I want you to become I'm encouraged to become extremely familiar with as you're nourished up in the words of eternal life and established in the truths of the New Testament that God gave gave you in his word so that you're not seduced by an evil spirit working through wolves and false brethren. They're called the concision dogs and evil workers in Philippians 3, 1 through 3. You see, friend, we are the circumcision, the Bible says, the true New Testament circumcision, not some physical circumcision that profits no one. You see, we are the circumcision, Paul writes, which worship God in the spirit. This is Philippians chapter 3, Verse 1 through 3, very important passage. It's amazing how many times this subject is talked about in the New Testament. Finally, my brethren, Philippians 3, 1. Finally, my brethren, talking to the brethren of Christ. Are you born again? Is that you? If it is, listen up. Rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Wow. Notice the word safe. S-A-F-E, right there. In Philippians three one. Paul saying he's writing again to them to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Paul wanted nothing more than to keep them safe. God will keep you safe, but only if you adhere to Him. You seek Him yourself. You study to show your own self approval unto God, and stop relying on your pastor. In most cases, pastors aren't. They don't even know the Word of God themselves. And we don't know that. Some people don't know that because they don't know the word of God. So they don't know that he doesn't know the word of God. They're following him, basically. Give him the word yourself. Ask God to forgive you. Repent. of not studying his word. Those who love God love his word, period. If you don't love the word of God, it's because you do not love the Lord. It's amazing to me how much time, energy, effort, money, resources that people have to go learn and find out and study about every other wicked person in the world. Hollywood, who they're dating and who they broke up with and you know, the sports figures. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sports, but, you know, when you know all the baseball players and all our stats and the football players and the quarterbacks and the basketball players or whatever other sport you like, you can't even name the Ten Commandments by heart. Good night. You don't know, have five scripture memorized verbatim. That's just ridiculous. That shows that you do not love the Lord. You love everything in this world and you don't love the Lord. You just want to use him to go to heaven, but you don't want to get to know him. And you're not going to go to heaven if that's how you die, friend. If he's not your first love and you're lukewarm you're going to be spewed out of his mouth you must repent and return to your first love and do the first works be on fire for the Lord. It's a choice. Now, verse 2, notice in verse 1, though, right at the end, he wants to keep them safe. You see, that's why we called our ministry SafeguardYourSoul.com. The only reason why we have a name is, you know, if you have a website, we've had a website for many years now because we want to help make the Word of God and stir people up, you know, the accessibility of it to people all over the world. So anyway, and a central location people can go for resources on hopefully many, many, many important subjects of Scripture. Safe. God wants us safe. And the Bible says in Proverbs 30, verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield or a safeguard, a protection. He is a shield unto everyone that put their trust in Him. Every word of God is pure. See, it's through the word of God that you have the protection of God. But only if you get in the word of God yourself. The word of God cannot get in you or me unless we get in it. When we get into the word of God, that should be the first thing you do every morning is get in the word of God. There are people in hell right now that refuse to discipline their life. They refuse to put God first. Now, somebody might say, wait a minute, brother, that's a work. Yeah, that's a work of faith. See, true saving faith always produces good works. Because you when know, you put your faith in Christ, you've got a relationship with him, and you choose to put him first. We're saved by grace through faith, but we've not been given a license to live in sin. And if you don't have Jesus first in your life, you're living in the sin of idolatry. you got idolatry in your heart. No idolater is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians 5, 5-7. through and Revelation 21, 8, etc. So, you know, shall we continue in sin that grace may have God forbid. Romans 6, 1 and 2. God's grace, God's saving grace in your life produces the fruit of the Spirit in an obedient life to Christ. You are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. Those works don't save you. That fruit doesn't save you. But they're evidences that you truly have a saving relationship with Christ, that you're abiding in Him. So, Philippians 3, 2 says, Beware of who? Listen, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. These terms are very vile, by the way. They're very incriminating. This is God's word, friend. I don't apologize for it. These are fitting terms for those animal wolves that are running around trying to get folks back under the law. They're cursed. They're literally cursed, trying to get people to observe a Saturday as a Sabbath, as if that has anything to do with your salvation. Now, if you want to observe Saturday, that's fine. It has, it's not going to give you anything spiritual more than anybody else. I can tell you that. And anybody who's leading you to believe that is a seducing spirit, an evil wolf. There's no virtue in a day. The virtue is in the one who made and makes every day. And by the way, he came and died on the cross to nail a Sabbath keeping to the cross and take it out of the way. Colossians 2, 14 through 17. So we're to beware of these dogs, these evil, not just workers, but evil workers. These people are evil, the Bible says. Beware of the concision. God wants us safe, kept safe from them. Verse 3, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh notice the true new testament concision are those who what worship god in the spirit not according to the law, but in the spirit. Jesus said that those that worship the Father must worship Him in spirit and in truth. In in the spirit and according to the holy truth of God's Word. And the New Testament does not tell us that we're under any part of the law. New Testament believers are justified by faith. God receives people and justifies them on the basis of faith in Christ, the only one who kept the law and then nailed it to the tree at the cross and took it away. Jesus is the only one and He nailed it to the Tree. and then they're going to say wait a minute Jesus said not one jot or tittle well yeah that's right not one john or tittle from the law will pass away but he had not died to take away the law at that point Matthew 5:17:18 so for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh we have no confidence in our ability to go keep some part of the law all of it are part of it. It can't be both. You're either under the law or you're under grace. Period. You can't dabble with the law, folks. If you start letting the people seduce you with, oh, well, it's important to keep the Sabbath so uh, from sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday. I'm going to start. There you go. You just step right into it. You've been deceived. You're under the whole law. Now, if you think that brings any justification to your life at all, you're setting aside Christ. You're defying God and spitting in the face of His Son and saying that His sacrifice was not enough. And you're being overtaken by the spirit of Antichrist who says that Jesus did not come in the flesh and did not fulfill. All the law did not nail to the cross and did not accomplish redemption. You are an Antichrist now. You see how that works? I'm referring back to 1 John 4, 1 through 6. You're under the spirit of error. The spirit of Antichrist. Both of those terms of verbatim mentioned listed right there. Beware, friend. Get away from those people. They're evil workers. Listen, I know a lot of people through the years that insist upon keeping the Sabbath. They're unspiritual. They act like they're superior because, well, this was the Jewish. The Jewish religion is obsolete, man. It was totally inferior to what we have now in the New Covenant that's been ratified by the very blood of Jesus. Read the book of Hebrews. Get it? Hebrews. And get a revelation. Christ is infinitely superior to the law, to those mere animal sacrifices that were more shadows of what he is now the substance and the savior god bless you and we'll be back for one more session maybe two who knows
0: Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on SafeguardYourSoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting and feel free to visit our donate page on the site and you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country